anytime, anywhere with Janine is proudly brought to you by Sapro International, exporting home abroad. Live, love, listen. SA Commuter Radio. Radio. And you with Janine Preston, life is a beach. And of course, it's always a good day when we're in Gauteng and we have a beach nearby. Well, sure about a beach, but it was, I remember once when my son was young, hello Matthew, um, we said to him, we're off to Zanin, and he said, where is Zanin? We said, by the beach, and we were just kidding, of course, and um, when he arrived at the car with his bag, along came his surfboard, and I said, where are you going? And he said, but we go to the beach, mom. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to disappoint you, and of course, when we got to Zanin, he said, where's the beach? And we said, well, it's a little bit far away. So we had a good laugh about that. We still look back. He's 25 or 26 now, so uh, he was quite a lot younger then. But we did have a good laugh. Um, And life, as far as I'm concerned, is always a beach because beaches kind of come and go. The weather's usually good. Well, not always, but you know what? It's what beaches are all about. And while I was away this weekend, we went to the Val, I met a lady by the name of Ellen Wersthausen, who was um, quite an interesting lady, actually. She heads up uh, the PCO Alliance, which is a preferred conference organizer. She is, heads up the Events Council of South Africa. Such an interesting lady and told me a whole lot about all the new ways that events are now working and the new rules and all about safety, and I think it's certainly going to make me rethink going to events because I want to see somebody's certificate of safety. How safe are they going to make sure myself, my children, my family are going to be during my visit to whatever event it is? And we were fortunate enough, of course, to see Elvis in the supper club at the Rivera on Val. Um, I have, in the last few days, been playing the interviews of the general manager and, of course, of Shaky Russell, and I couldn't resist playing this one. I'm Janine Preston, and you with Life is a Beach, brought to you by Sapro, exporting home abroad. And you're with Janine Preston with Life is a Beach. And today, life is definitely a beach because we're at the Val Rivera Hotel on the Val. And it's a beautiful day. It always is a beautiful day in uh, Gauteng. Um, and, yeah, and, and funny enough, we were at the... Um, at, a, at an event last night where we saw Elvis. Elvis definitely leave, le- didn't leave the building because he came back as Shaky Russell. And I was fortunate enough to sit next to Ellen. Um, and Ellen and I just kind of got chatting and we started chatting about events. And today I've got her with me. And hi, Ellen. Morning. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, and you? <laughs> Tell me, first of all, I, I need to know your full name. <laughs> My name is Ellen Wurstazen and I'm also an event organizer. I'm also the chairperson of the PCO Alliance. For some people who don't know, PCO stands for Professional Conference Organizer. And we formed an alliance in 2005. Jacqueline Stumke started it. And we formed the alliance to get the fly-by-nights out of the industry. So to that, sort of regulate the industry? Yes, okay. yes, to regulate the industry. And um, we're a professional body. And uh, at the moment, 30 companies uh, belong to the PCO Alliance. We're all small businesses. And we, all, we are also um, associated with the SA Events Council, which was formed last year at lo- with lockdown. Uh, 14 associations collaborated to get the events industry open. And we are still meeting weekly on a Thursday 
we are talking on ministerial level. We've got task teams working on various um, aspects of the industry to open up. We have been meeting with the um, government bodies on sport to open up. And really hard work we've had this past year during COVID. And um, our PCOs, we're battling. Now that it's open for 750 and 2000 outdoors, 750 indoors, uh, corporates, our clients are starting to come back slowly. Small events, but we're grateful for every event that opens up nowadays. But now so, it's interesting, you talk about events. What do you consider an event? Do you consider a, a concert, a festival, uh, a corporate golf day? What, what is your sort of scenario around an event? What, what, what would you call an event? Well, event is from a golf day, um, conferences is an event, gala dinners, big concerts. They are also on our association, the SA Events Council. Um, concerts, festivals, it's an event. And a wedding? A wedding. <laughs> I noticed the look on your face when I say wedding. <laughs> a wedding can there are wedding coordinators. There are wedding coordinators, you're right. So for them it's an event. For me it's... <laughs> I don't touch weddings. And then, you know, people think because they organise their own birthday party, 50th or the child's first birthday party the event organisers or party planners. And, you know, we've, we've had experiences where party planners get given a tender to do a proper, proper big conference no and then it messes up because they are not proper event organizers or event managers well i learned that the hard way because i was asked or tasked to do a um uh what do you call it a, a car launch and i did it with somebody called ellen garvey and her and i did this together and one of the things I learned from that conference is um, that you need a pyrotechnics, um, you know, because we, we had the, these plans of all these like explosions at Empress Palace. And then the Empress Palace guy walks over and he goes, where is your pyrotechnics license? I'm like, what license? He said, you need a pyrotechnics license. I said, but nobody told me that. And that's when I realized that actually event, event people such as yourselves Correct. are professionals at what you do. And the reason you are hired is because you would have told me about the pyrotechnics. You would have told me about the, the license, uh, what do you call it? The disaster management, management insurance, insurance. Um, all of those things. I mean, I would have learned all of that. I only learned that when I used to go to the VR meetings at, uh, at FNB Stadium because we did the event desk. Mm. and the info desks where they started to talk about disaster management insurance disaster I think it's disaster insurance all those yeah, risk assessments like, wow we've we've as event organizers we must present our event to jock Joburg operations Committee. correct yes I learned about them yes <laughs> so you've got to have your safety in place and now with COVID it's an add-on so oh, we've got to have a COVID compliance officer, we've got to have a safety officer, we've got to have our risk assessments, your EMS, your emergency management services. So especially when you do public events, like I've, I do with a, one of our colleagues, we do a gin festival. My goodness. And, well, COVID stopped our gin festival, but um, we've, you've got to have this file, 26-pointer file, if you've got Joburg Roads involved, if you've got uh, 
medics usual medics and nowadays um, venues are asking us are you vaccinated clients wow. are asking the venue that we've put forward are all these staff vaccinated before they choose a venue wow, that's an interesting one isn't it that has been coming up lately Goodness clients me. want to know whether the venue that are, we, we've put forward are those staff vaccinated before they wow. choose a venue and then we had just two weeks ago three weeks ago we had an event and we had to the people had to arrive and it was on all the online registration they must bring their vaccination proof of vaccination or the uh, sms to say they've been vaccinated if not they must do a pcr test and we had the medics on What's site a PCR test? that is the COVID test you see, you guys and your acronyms. I just love the event industry because you've got so many so acronyms. So the PCR is on site and it, you get the results in a good 10 okay. minutes. Like, yeah. okay. so, but they had to pay for it. And then some of them said, no, they'll rather go for the vaccination. You know, I mean, really. So um, they don't want to pay, but they also don't want to vaccinate. So oh where word. do you want to be? You want to attend the event. So we want to make sure you're safe coming into this event. So, you know, we've got all these new challenges in the industry with COVID and, well, Jock has always been there. So do you, or do you get to select, for instance, if I've got an event, do you get, do I ask your advice, rather, it's one way of putting it, on which security company I should hire? Or, uh, or are there, like, because I remember with the Dome, for instance, they had their own security mm. company that had people who knew all those, and they would recommend those. But I, as an incoming client, may not have wanted to use those. Well, some venues allow you to use your own suppliers. Yes. So I can come in and I've got to do the jock. And I will say, well, I'm using, for instance, ADT, just a name. Yeah, example, yeah. Because everybody knows them. Um, and they've got to give us their risk assessment, their plan of action, should anything go wrong. I use a medics that we normally use. Uh, or we can use, like you said, with the dome. So be it the dome, no longer Yeah, it's exists, just an example, yeah. yeah. It's easy if to use something that no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's also a, pro if, a, a plus if you use that venue's medics or safety because they know the venue and you can work with them. But if you've got a relationship with your suppliers, it's, it's much better because... But you must then run through the hole. And they, oh, these guys, they work at any venue in any case. And but who pays you? Well, the client must pay the medics and the safety and yes. so on. And, and sometimes the bigger venues, like your SCCs and so on, they've got that in place. But then they charge that on the client's invoice. Okay. But you, you know, get paid by the client we or get by paid the supplier? By the client. Yeah. We get paid by the client. But we also just get... We don't... The PCO Alliance, we don't always charge a management fee, depending how big your event is. Okay. We only get commissions from the venues, which sometimes is a long way too, but um, that's our income. Um, but on the jock side, there's no charge to do jock. It's only you pay your EMS fees, the emergency management services. Yeah. And like now, two weeks ago, we had to do town planning because it was an office block where they had the art fair and we had to pay to get the rezoning. Oh my word. Consent. Because now we're using it as an event building to do the art fair. So, 
you, there's always something new popping up, but so we learn still after all these years, all these things come up, and we've got to make sure your event is safe. Safety protocols must be in place. Well, you often see these events overseas, and I'm talking soccer events or, you know, those type of sporting events, where either the fence has fallen down because too many people have pushed up against it. Mm. Um, are those all... Um, do you think they had their VAR meetings beforehand and they looked at things like that? They should. Because wasn't must. there also a disaster at Ellis Park where yes, those people were we killed at the soccer? And, and it's actually, I remember from those days that they we became stricter with event safety. And and even your music shows, your your big your concerts, you've got to have your COA certificates for your staging, your engineering certificates, your food, CO, the, the um, COA. If you have a festival and you've got these food little trailers, they've got to display the COA certificate. What's a COA certificate? That is the compliance certificate that it is. <laughs> um, their food safety and they've got a food safety a hygiene, certificate food safety certificate and then you've got again again their and safety, how do you know that, that their bottles their, their um, fire extinguishers bottles, yeah. and gas bottles are up to the standard how do you know that that coa certificate is correct must, it, it's by their local uh, yes but do you check that it's that it's not being copied it is original in the they must display it yes. and it must be updated every year okay so their municipal local municipal wherever they situated or operate from must give them their and you obviously check things like the liquor licenses as liquor, well especially if it's now because um, at the venues, events they have the, the those yeah, little liquor license liquor, the liquor license, places yeah gotta have liquor license and that goes into our job file liquor license if it's applicable for that event that goes in. Does your liquor license for your trailer, let's say I'm selling cocktails from a trailer, is my liquor license not covered by the venue that I'm at? Because the, we're not using the venue's liquor. So, okay. like the gin festival. Yes. I've got a, all those guys have also had to have their liquor license and there's the food COAs. The venue also had, had to show me their liquor license because some people had breakfast there or they went to lunch okay. there. So I had to put in the liquor license of the venue and then the, all the food stalls, all the COAs in that file. And now your venues, do they need to have a certain compliance to have events? So in other words, if they build an event venue, do they need to have a certain number of compliances that are done on their side before you say, listen, I want to have my event. And we'll use the dome because it's no longer being used as a venue. So you approach the dome and say, listen, guys, I want to have a, an event here. Do they need to give you some compliance certificates that says we're compliant to have a venue of holding um, 2,000 or 10,000 people? Yeah, nowadays with the COVID, they've also got a show actually assigned to say how many people can they accommodate in that venue with social distancing with social distancing normal what they could have before covered and they must just be assigned to say i can host so now it's 750 but i can't but because the venue is too small, too small yeah. then it's 50 percent of that venue capacity so now if you if you're hosting an event how do you and and let's say we're all watching a band how, how do you police the social distancing? Well, when they're set up, they can do little bubbles. What's a bubble? It, it's like, 
say for instance, well, no, people can't now see, but say for instance, <laughs> you've got this, you build this, you've, you've got a group of say 10 or five, like a family or friends. Yes. That allowed to sit together in a group. And then we'd sit 1.5 meters apart, another But group. does the bubble have a chair and table? Yes, or does it... yes, 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 yes. Okay. So in Cape Town, Big Concerts had a, on the beach, they had a concert, a proof of concept we did last year. We did two conferences, proof of concept, the SA Events Council. Yes. And the Saki did the one and PCO Alliance hosted the other one. And then um, EXA and EXA, they did a proof of concept exhibition at NASREC. And then Big Concerts did a, a music show in Cape Town on the beach. And they built like squares and, and on, on um, like a little small stage. And they built these But don't people, bubbles. when they go to concerts, want to kind of do the what we call the mosh pit? So yeah. in other words, don't they want to stand? Do they have to no, sit? Well, they, they must must stand there where they sit as well. But So that's kind of how I'm trying to of, picture this. Because of the COVID rules yeah. and to host this concert, this music concert, they had to be in there, we call it bubbles. So we set up groups. So you and your group sit in this bubble, say, row Bubble 10, row 2, or whatever. That's amazing. So, we, we just to show we can do events safely, we can open up for safe. I would love to see photos and put them on the website. I'll send you some, mate. Do you have I'll, to? Because I've got this picture of I'll ask Justin in, van Weyck, in England the CEO. Um, when, when, we were, when they had lockdown. What the restaurants there did, especially on the embankment, was they created this kind of tent scenario. It's like a mm. see through. Uh, yeah. Plastic bubble, and you were you were served your dinner inside that see-through plastic bubble. They had pretty much started that before COVID yeah. for the cold, um, so they were putting out. And, and my image in the, that I have in my head at the moment is there's a band on stage, and we're all sitting in these plastic domes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is open. It was open, but you had your sections of, as we call it, bubbles. That is so interesting. So it's just like a square built. Um, seating with a frame around it, but no, covered. It's not covered because it was on the beach. But then you also have a problem with toilets. So now, if you remember when we used to go and watch whatever concerts, we now had these bathrooms. Yeah. And if you remember, and I don't know if you ever did, but when the girls' bathroom got too full, we all decamped to the, to boys, the bathroom. boys' bathroom. And, and there was always kind of really close contact with people. So now, to tell people and to police it, I think is the hardest. I don't think it's so much being the person in that queue, it's being the policing, policing of that queue. And, keeping it clean. and now you've got all these people and you've probably got some tiny little helper who's who's got her apron on going, please won't you just stand a bit back and please and all people want to do is go back and see the concert. So they're mm. kind of really not listening. People are not um, listening. No. And, and and one of the things I, I did discover in the UK particularly when we went, when we went to the rugby was that the aisles were always kept clear. There was there was no mm. question. People behaved. When I came here to FNB Soccer City and we watched one of the, I think it was one of the rugby, one of the rugby games, the guys were all sitting in the entrances to where the seats were. And I said to them, you can't stay here. And they were like, why? I said, because if there's a fire, how does anybody the... get out? Mm. I said, there has to be ways for people to get out because in case of an emergency, how are they going to get out of there? And I eventually said to Keith, I'm so frightened of being 
in these stadiums where I have, I always check my exits, like where am I likely to get out? Mm. Where am I like? And I never did the mosh pits because I, I don't do crowds. Yeah. So I'd always let them go to the front and I sat as far back as I possibly could so that out. my exit was like right there. <laughs> but you see, that's where the safety officers come in as well. All these need to be checked beforehand. And you've got to give your safety plan. That's where your safety officers and your safety, the, the um, event management safety services comes in. Because, and isn't and it, your, your security guys. Absolutely. Now, you know, it's interesting because when I go to an event, I put my trust in the event. Mm. And how many times have I been to an event where I don't even know the event organizers? I don't know if they're safety regulated or not. I mm. simply put the trust of my life into their hands. Mm. And after COVID now, I don't trust anybody. I'm like, I need to see your certificate. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just sell me a ticket. <laughs> no, so that is where all these things, that is where you've got to present your event to say, this is my plan of action should something happen. So I've got my security in place. I've got my safety officer or officers, if it's a big, yeah. like a rugby match or whatever. You've got to have more than one safety officer to run around and Absolutely. make sure everything is safe. I mean, we're talking even your duct tape, your wirings, your, your uh, fire extinguishers, are they up to date? Are they visible? Is your signage visible? Oh, Running, where's my exits? I mean, toilets. Where are they? Is the safety of the toilets, hygiene, all that? I mean, we are now got to have double sure of all this now with COVID. Because especially if you're in crowds, now that we can have 2,000 outdoors, but Absolutely. still it doesn't affect the sport as yet, although they had it on Tuesday night, soccer. But so, yes, I mean, there we but also... But I also think it's the, it's the responsibility of the concert organizers if you like that when they want to sell me a ticket they need to have on their advertising and here you can click on this link to see all our certifications because i think we've got to a point now where we're aware of 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 the unsafe places we can find ourselves in because we trust people we don't know we wouldn't trust our neighbor to look after our child but we trust this non-faced yeah. organization <laughs> to create and put me in the middle of so many people and all these people are a challenge. You know, this past year that we've been meeting about safety protocols and COVID protocols and COVID compliance officers and you eat, drink and sleep safety. Because I can imagine. we as event organizers... My apologies. <laughs> I just, um, I just think the whole event thing is just. Uh, I think for me, having an event that now that I've met you and now that I've, I was with the PCO Alliance a few weeks ago, I have a far better, if you like, respect for why there is somebody like you. Because all the things, if I get hired for an event, it's a one-off. Mm. Now I have to go and learn all of these things that you have all this knowledge of. I have to now go and learn, and who knows if I'm going to get it right? Because yeah. I can't come to you for advice if I don't pay you. That's not fair. Yeah. You, you got to this point by paying your school fees. Yes. You've paid all your school fees. Yes. And that's why these organizations that look after me as a concert goer, as a mm. picnic holder, as a, you know. Yes, um, no, it's, it's, it's really, you know, we, uh, some, some corporates say they don't want a PCR. They can do it, or the secretary can do it. 
but that will the secretary go and sit at no. job and do go through that event file and then you make four copies of sets take with worked. you so that's also your um, expense make four files and you must book a presentation go to Joburg in Civic Center and sit there and you must present will the PA do that and I, I that. think that the PAs are often put in that spot. Yes. Because it's because they kind of said somebody will say to them, but it's your job. But they never question it. They don't mm. go, well, maybe it's something I need to go find out. They'll go, okay. And and they'll say, We're having a golf day. Here's an invite, phone the golf club, sort it yeah, out. Book and, and let's let's have but a golf day. But there's nothing other than that. There's no uh, how are the guys gonna get their water? Uh, how are the guys going to get fed? How are they going to get there? Um, what is all this? this yeah. pro- there's no process. No. I mean, I've, I, w- I was a PA at SABC. 14 years, well, 25 years PA, but 14 years at SABC. I did a lot of events at SABC. It was actually my learning stepping stone. And when we closed our department in 95, I thought, well, this is what I want to do. Full time. Work from home. Oh no, no, no. I never worked from home. <laughs> you worked from your car. From my car and everything. And, and the, I still today thank the SABC for giving me the opportunities to organize events in house. But those days, we as P- PAs didn't know about job. And it wasn't as strict as it now is. My goodness. And then, now with COVID, we normally, as a few of us remember, it was 200 or more you jock. Now they want us to do it 50 packs. How can I go to the for 50 packs? But I have put on the table a panel discussion with Jock. We had it in, I think, April. And I had all these guys on a panel with the event people asking questions. What do you want from us and what we want? So I am waiting for a follow-up panel discussion with them. But our first one. I'd love to stream that, uh, actually, because I think yeah, that could be I'm so useful for I'm waiting for the new safety guidelines from them, which they're still wow. busy on. Six months. Which they're still busy on. And as soon as that's ready, we're doing a follow-up panel discussion. That would be amazing. And we had a lot of people online, nationally, asking questions that day. And we could only have 50 in-house at that stage. So there's a lot of event organizers who don't know the job process. And a lot questioning the job process. So, yes, it, it's we've got to be event safety ready, and we've got to adhere to the event safety guidelines for event organisers. Because if anything happens, you are liable. And how do we get hold of you? Well, we are. You can visit the PCO Alliance website. Yes. And I am the chairperson. And what is the website? It's www.pcoalliance.co.za. And we're also on Facebook, the PCO Alliance. And, um, yeah. and venues can obviously also approach you to yes. use their venues. If, and how do they become event they, compliant? They also invite us um, on site inspections. We're actually inundated. We're starting to get invitations again now after COVID's relaxing a bit, but they invite us to their venues, to site inspections, and um, they want to host us. Sometimes we feel another site inspection, but it's good because I can sell their venue. 
if I don't see it, I can't sell it. Absolutely. And I think if, that's amazing. You know, and, and on behalf of the client, I can say, if he or she wants to go to X venue, I can say, Mm-mm, no, I don't think we can go to that venue. Because we the saw size, the venue, whatever, the, whatever yeah, the, place the size is. or whatever, it won't accommodate your group okay. or the numbers or whatever. Um, and especially now with our numbers, not always like it used, it used to, be. to be. Absolutely. So the social distancing numbers we've got to take into account. Uh, I mean, I'm doing a event now, Jabbik and Cape Town, and a few said, "What about this one? What about that one?" And you approach them, they can't do it because of numbers. Um, you know, there's one venue I'd love to do, which the quote was very reasonable for a venue that I did not expect that quote. Beautiful view, but they can only do 50. Oh my word. And my function cocktail, I'm working on about 60. So, uh, yeah. Ellen Westhausen, it's been a pleasure. Thank it's you for having really, me, and it was oh, great meeting you <laughs> last night at the Elvis show. So, yeah, I just hope that we're able to chat again Yes, um, now we'll soon. definitely do so. Because and, you have um, so much to teach. Do you know that you're this hive of information? And you know that if you <laughs> went away and we lost you, we would lose all that information, so we have to have you back again. Oh. <laughs> I'm Janine thank Preston. You. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> I've been you. with Ellen Westhausen, and uh, she's been teaching us about events. And it's been such an amazing journey, and I'm certainly hoping that we're going to have her back shortly. Um, visit www.sacommuter.co.za to hear some more. I'm Janine Preston, Life is a Beach. Anytime, anywhere with Janine is proudly brought to you by Sapro International. Exporting home abroad. Live. Love. Listen. SA Commuter Radio. Radio.